It's International Women's Day on In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. We talk with two female entrepreneurs in the emerging cannabis space, Alyssa Ginsberg-Merrill from Flower and Tonic and Beth Kaur from PetEaseProducts.com. Why is one CBD product better than the other? And are they all the same or not? I don't think so, and you won't either after you hear this interview. Don't look now, but it's a whole new world of weed out there. Pot is flower, it's Bruce Banner and Blue Dream. You've got bongs and dabs, resin and shatter, vaping and edibles, new terms, new strains, and new ways to use cannabis sativa, the plant. Some just made with CBD, and hemp has minimal THC. There's sativa and indica strains, and 100 chemicals, all legal in 10 states for adult use. There's a lot to get to know. Get used to it, folks, because it's legal in the Bay State and it's not going away. Neither is In the Weeds with Jimmy Young next. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called Cannabis Sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. This podcast is available to be subscribed to on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Audioboom, Spotify, and the clnsmedia.com network, as well as video recordings are available at the WeedTube and the new CannabisMultimedianetwork.com. Alyssa Merrill is from FlowerAndTonic.com. Beth Core is from PetEaseProducts.com. Thank you both for being here. Okay, let's start right away with a simple definition of what is cannabidiol or cannabidiol or CBD because you see products everywhere now infused with this magic formula. What is it? CBD, I think the easiest way to describe it is the medicinal part of marijuana or cannabis without the high. So it has the medicinal value and it won't make you high. CBD itself is a molecule. And so I'm entering this space um, having a pharmaceutical background, and I see it as a molecule. And I am, uh, you know, working to, I've been working for quite a while trying to find the products that will actually work. And that's been challenging. Gotcha. Well, of course it is. It's also a new business and a new industry. And when people ask you, oh, who's your target market? You're like, what, should, what do you say? My parents, my parents' friends, okay. because <laughs> honestly, it's like I'm tired of telling the story because everyone kind of, they'll send me little messages behind, you know, on a Facebook post or I, I started talking about CBD about a year and a half ago mm -hmm. and I live in a small little town. I have three little girls and I sounded like a pothead when you said CBD, it was pot. And I just got tired of like having to defend it. And, uh, and I really think it is a, it can be a safe alternative to pharmaceuticals uh, for the people who need it. And what's shocking to me is that 40% of patients uh, do not, cannot, or do not like adult patients to swallow a pill. Mm. That's crazy. It is crazy, especially since I have the, the pill pack and I have like <laughs> 10 of them every morning and I, whatever. It's just part of being a 61-year-old male. That's, that's, that's what I tell people um, because pretty much every doctor I meet with 
believe it or not, says, you're just a normal 61-year-old male. And I'm like, ooh, there are a lot of people who disagree with you there. <laughs> anyway, Beth, tell me a little bit about, and th I'm actually really thrilled to talk with someone who understands CBD and pets, because this is what I've heard, is that it, you know, not only are humans taking this, but humans are using it on their best friends. Absolutely. They are, indeed. About four years ago, I became very interested in CBD when I was looking for a non-pharmaceutical solution for my elderly Sheltie who was going under uh, chemo and who also suffered from pretty severe osteoarthritis. I didn't want to introduce another pharmaceutical into the mix, but I wanted to find relief for him. And I think as Alyssa is driving home through her business, there's truth in testing. So how do you, how do you find a quality product that contains what it says it contains and in my case it was create the product there you go and what what are the effects of CBD on pets what are some of the things that pet owners can see when they they supplement their diets with this so we'll take it up one level and talk about the effects of cannabis on, on pets in yeah. general and yeah. then break it out marijuana and and hemp yeah uh, all mammals have cannabinoid receptors in their brains, their central nervous system, and throughout their bodies. Mm -hmm. Dogs happen to have an abundance of them. So dogs are particularly susceptible to THC, and it is not good for them. You do not want to expose your pet, canine, feline, equine, uh, to THC. So do not exhale into their faces. <laughs> Correct. Okay, that experiment was done in the 70s. I just want to say I was I was witness to some of that and cats freak out. Okay, mm -hmm. that being said, uh, knowing now that it is cruel, don't do it. Don't do it. Deadly. Okay. It's deadly. deadly. Right? It can be, it can be wow. Yeah. So, so dogs and cats can develop, a, can fall into a state called ataxia which their breathing slows, it, it really has a strong response in their central nervous system, which is why if anybody's a recreational cannabis user and they have pets in the, in the home, they wanna be very careful about how they store it. There's been a tremendous uptick on pets going to the emergency room because of cannabis overdoses. So that being said, I started to read about CBD, where it came from, and in, in the pet world, it's derived from hemp. Right, and the difference between hemp and Marijuana, which is a word I don't like to use, but it's really easy to use just to differentiate the two products. Yeah. One has uh, more than 0.3% THC in it. That would be your hemp product. Uh, excuse me. That would be your marijuana product. <laughs> and the um, the other side of it is, of course, hemp, which is under 0.3%. And hemp has been legalized to an extent by the United States government in December as part of the Farm Bill. But what have we found out about that Farm Bill since December? Alyssa, I know you know exactly where I'm going with this. Um, the guys that wrote the law really didn't have a clue on what they were doing. Am I right or wrong? Um, Middle. All right. I'm a left-wing radical. Yeah. All right. The, the politicians perhaps did not do as much homework on this as they should have. It's just so confusing because it's there's a pharmaceutical now called Epidiolox. There's different ways to pronounce it, but it's mm -hmm. a $32,000 pharmaceutical product that is available for seizure disorders. Mm -hmm. And they have the indication. Um, it's a law that you cannot – there's all sorts of ways of looking at it. There's, you know, the number three Googled word um, – I don't know if you're aware of this, but CBD gummies. 
So oh. everyone wants gummies. For 2018, it was the number three Google phrase. Okay. What's the first two? Come oh, on. Oh, God. Good question. I don't know. <laughs> I oh, I guarantee you the three-letter word is the first one. I'm guaranteeing it's sex. It's the definitely the most searched word on the internet. Well, Has CBT. been for years. Golf and sex used to be really high. Golf is not anymore. What? Anyway, it is what it is. Well, I don't. We CBD can... and sex go together actually rather well. We yeah, can get well, to we, that. We can certainly later. talk about that a little bit later. I like uh, that. That'll yes. be, that's what we call a tease. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been frustrating because, you know, people see it as a pharmaceutical and want to treat it as a pharmaceutical. And I, and I think that is where it should, you know, maybe in place of an Ambien or, uh, in place of your Prozac, you know, or there, there are a lot of ways you can use it. That's why, hence I kind of refer to it as a tonic. Um, when I first heard about it, it sounded like it was too good to be true because it could treat everything, my pain, my anxiety, my sleep and my skin. Uh, and, and really and truly, the reason why it has such a vast, um, I don't know, target as far as yeah. the symptoms go uh, is because we're discovering that we all have an endocannabinoid system that we really didn't understand until this science and research came out over the last, what, 10 years? 1990, they discovered. 1990. So there you go. 28 years, because I have a 28-year-old son. I know when 1990 was. And, um, and I can do some math. So you think that... Um, that perhaps is what needs to be more. Uh, we should be informing people more about what is inside your body naturally, whether you use these products or not. Exactly. All my years of I was in pharma, big pharma for over ten years. Mm -hmm. Never once did I learn about the endocannabinoid system. Never once did I learn about how genetics play a role in whether or not you're going to metabolize a product properly. And those are the things that we're starting to uncover with CBD, and and it sets. There's a big variety. Like, there are some terrible products out there that scare me. So as someone who has been advocating it for 18 months when, you know, I did have a bad reputation in my small little town, I, I want people to get the safe, good products because they're out there and it's a great alternative. But at least four out of 10 are testing very poorly. There are published studies and that's really what I want to highlight that it's a good product but don't buy it at your gas station there right. are paint thinners there are just there's no regulation whatsoever and you know, is that going to change I mean do you see a day or you're you're saying yes Beth, that, that, it's, it's it's been the wild wild west, west. Right. and yeah. it was you know roll the dice take your chances what are you buying and right. you know we would recommend to people to make sure that you're buying from someone that's willing to share third-party test results right. with yep. you yep. and that they're using a reputable lab. We're lucky in Massachusetts that we have those resources to call on. We do. Yep. Um, very nearby. We can drive a sample and right over, drop it off, and... and let, let's, give them a, let's give them yeah, a shout-out because so, we know MCRL Labs. Yeah. MCR Labs is what we're yep. talking about in yep. Framingham, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, Perverti no, Labs, Perverti they do well. a lot. The other ones, yep. been in, uh, <clears throat> Uh, but yes, but MCR, you know, I've gone to them because you know what? I'm trying to figure it out. And I just. And that's the whole intent of the legalization movement here yeah. is to track this product from seed to sale. Yes. And, and while the laws continue to be interpreted, not only here in Massachusetts, where this recording is from, mm -hmm. but in pretty much all the other states as well, is to understand that you're not going to meet somebody in a parking lot anymore and get a little something something that you can get a little high from. And this time you know where it came from. Not only do you know where it came from, but you know its DNA lineage, which I f find fascinating unto itself. You know, because I'm starting to... I, I went to... Um, 
our friends at the Summit Lounge. Mm-hmm. First time I went to the Summit Lounge in Worcester, the Love private cannabis club. And the Mark Heward was there from Hole in the Wall, and he was doing a, you know, basically a botanical demonstration on how to grow weed. And again, I, I'm happy if I get through a whole year with all the plants that I buy for my deck and they stay alive because I've had a black thumb. So that being said, I learned quite a bit. And I was amazed again about how many little details are involved with growing a weed in your basement because that is now a legal thing you can do in Massachusetts. In fact, you're limited to have six plants per adult in each household. Yeah. So I, I love analogies. It's just how I can operate. And I have little kids. And like when you're trying to get vegetables into them, you know, like I've learned that there is such medicinal value in, you know, when you pick a fresh, ripe, you know, piece of fruit there is so much more medicinal value versus whatever you're getting if it's canned or frozen exactly like yeah. that just the, if i'm getting my kids <clears throat> eat broccoli like make it the broccoli that has the vitamins and the nutrients and that's where i think there's such a separation between products and people have no idea but yet they're paying top dollar and they're not asking questions uh amazon there was a million dollars spent in one month and that was a year ago i have not i don't have the more recent numbers yeah nine hundred and forty two thousand dollars on products that would never work, have no clinical value. And they're bought, no offense, by people like, you know, you, you Jimmy, with the little you, aches and pains. You could say AARP. Normal 61-year-old who qualifies for all sorts Listen, of things. Yes, I understand. AARP cardholder, <laughs> for sure. But, uh, you know, Consumer Reports is is has reiterated what I, you know, that there is a big problem and there's dangerous products out there, but it's also a really good solution for a lot of people. So yeah, well, We had been talking uh, just a few minutes ago about you know, what are the, the dangers of not knowing what's in your CBD product and the fact that you are dealing with a plant. Mm-hmm. That plant is aggregating um, what is in the soil. Are there heavy metals in the soil? Are there pesticides being used? Those are all the things that you need to know. So not only on the content side, mm-hmm. are you getting what you're paying for, but is that content safe? Right. If you walked up to 100 people and asked them, is CBD legal or illegal? What would their answer be, you think? Mm. I think you'd get a you'd get a, a mix. Yeah. Like it so but getting back to the food thing, yeah. it, it's all right, everyone wants a gummy. Forty percent of people can't swallow a pill. And I want a gummy too. They're delicious. But you don't put lipitor, you don't take a gummy with lipitor. And it is let's just be fair, it is a pharmaceutical. So I think that there are just a lot of gray areas. It's like a need, but I understand why these regulations are in place and maybe should be kept in place. And I remember having a, I had a dog once in my life, and I remember uh, the vet prescribed a pill for whatever. He had some serious gastric intestinal issues, and we would wrap the little pill up in a piece of cheese. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hence, that's how kind of Gemma's kind of evolved, I'm, I'm assuming. But you, you, our, our pets, is that, I mean, your pet product, is that something that is, I don't need to wrap it in a piece of cheese. You don't like, need this to is wrap where I'm it going. In a piece of cheese. <laughs> Ideally, um, and feel free to yeah. weigh in, Alyssa, if you do disagree, CBD, if, if you can take it, and, and the same when delivering it to your pet, if taken on an empty stomach, um, you want to absorb it as quick, quickly as possible so that you can utilize it. Uh, so the same thing holds true with your pet. Most dogs or cats are not averse. Cats can be a little more challenging um, with having it delivered directly to their mouth via dropper. If that's not true and you want to spare your, you know, your hands from your, from your cat's claws, then we suggest dropping it onto a small treat 
and delivering it that way on an empty stomach. If none of those things will work and your pet is truly not cooperative, you can put it on top of their food. There you go. Personal experience. I had 15-year-old dogs. I don't want to cry, but they were, do have a niece, and they were having seizures, and we were not quite – it was in front of the kids. It was horrible. We were not quite uh-huh. ready to say goodbye. And my husband, who's, like, not a believer, he's very conservative, he gr- ran and grabbed my samples and just – couple drops and a piece of bread and my dogs had had six this is a true story swear they'd had six seizures in the matter of four hours that the male dog and they stopped immediately um i will say i hope uh that i would not recommend it prolonged their life like it truly prolonged their life maybe not the best idea it was a lot of money I was also spending because the need, you know, it increased of what they needed day by day. So it's, but it's that good. Yeah. So I think, I think the that thing effective. that, that, yes, that, that effective. effective, I yes. think the thing that, that we emphasize always with, with pets, it's about quality of life. Yeah. So if yeah. you can improve the pet's quality of life, that's all, end of life decisions are always that's difficult. Tough, yeah. And, um, and, and, and you, by the way, for different species. For okay, different species. Let's say, right, right. And, you know, as a pet owner, you have to try and do what's in the best interest of, of the pet. Mm-hmm. But to watch a dog that has been hobbled by uh, osteoarthritis come up the steps for the first time in a year or hop into the car or have a good night's sleep because they're an anxious creature. Um, is really game satisfying. Changer. It's a game, game changer. changer. Yeah. In the Weeds is a podcast for the Cannabis Multimedia Network for the enjoyment and education of our audience. It is available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and a video record is available on the WeedTube and on the Cannabis Multimedia Network. Any medical advice is not a reflection of the management of CLNS Media or Cannabis Multimedia Network. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called Cannabis Sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first.